Life, Marriage, and a Baby Carriage is a podcast hosted by Meg and Phil Kearns, discussing all of life's ups and downs as they pertain to relationships, parenting, and life in general. Welcome to Life, Marriage, and a Baby Carriage. In this episode, we talk about life before babies and life after babies. Is there life after babies? I don't know. We'll find out. I mean, there We're has to be after life babies. after babies, right? <laughs> Everybody started as a baby. But is it really life? What kind of life are you living? I don't know if you want me to answer that question. <laughs> this is a question that's not actually to be answered. Thanks for playing. How do you want to start this one? With the truth. You can't handle the truth. You played into that exactly how I wanted you to. See, this is why we're married. Thank you. I love you. I love you, too. (laughs) Life before babies for us consisted of a lot of us time, a lot of doing what we wanted. I think it comes down to what my mom has always said, where when you're in one chapter of your life you and you move into a new one, you wonder what you were so busy doing before. Like, before I met you, I was freaking busy. And then after I met you, before we got married, I was busy with you all the time, spending all my time. We were dating. We were going places. We were having fun, that sort of thing. But I have no idea what I was busy doing before that. And then we got married. And I was like, oh, what was I so busy doing before? Which was planning a wedding. But we got married. And that first couple of years, we were like, oh, we were traveling. We were going places. We were doing whatever we wanted to do. Right. And then you have kids. And you're like, what the heck was I so busy doing before? I feel like you're always replacing your time with different things, depending on the chapter. The thing of life is, like, this plays right into this episode. You felt like you were busy all those times. But looking back on it now, like, we're legit busy right now. <laughs> but there was, like, a lot of times where we were we were busy. And I'm air quoting here. We were busy, but we had time to take a nap on a Saturday. Like a midday nap? Yeah. On like, purpose? Like not passing out? Accidentally? I mean, we passed out. Sometimes but it wasn't... But from alcohol, ac- not from... No, but I mean, sometimes <laughs> it wasn't intentional, but we just laid down and ended up taking a nap. You felt busy. But now, once you have kids, you're you're actually busy. And that's the end of the episode. No, <laughs> and that's it. Thanks no, I'm for joining kidding. us. Like, I, I don't know. Before we had kids, it was... We were engaged in... When we were engaged, we were planning a wedding and dealing with my cancer diagnosis and the ups and downs with that and getting getting tested and wondering if we were even going to be able to have kids. That is true. Making the decision that we didn't want to find out until we, we, if we, were having kids. we wanted to have kids. Some people asked if that was a defense mechanism to keep you involved and to keep you marrying me. Who asked that? Just some people. Because, really? Yeah. Huh, I didn't know that. None of our family. Well, I would hope not. No, none of our family. But like people I worked with, they're like, do you just not want to find out because you're afraid she won't marry you? And I was like, no. No, she said she would marry me. I trust her. Was I hope your answer? No, I wasn't ever really worried about it. Our engagement and our relationship were still really new in general. So there was a lot of uncertainty there. That was the majority of our time. And then once we got past that, we had like a year to plan a wedding. You planned a wedding. When you had opinions. You made them known. I had opinions on certain things. We discussed things. that before. Yeah. It really didn't matter because I still got everything I wanted. Which makes me sound terrible. But at the same time, I, I had know. a vision. But I mean, we made we made friends that we're no longer friends with now. Or no, I mean, I we're think... still friends with them, but we're just in different... No, you went and did things. Like, we went out stage. and we... Oh, yeah. 
We went to wineries, went to breweries. We went we to events. We stayed out until like 2 a.m. like our college days on weekends. You could not go. Not during the week. You could go like camping. You could visit places. We went to Monticello for our first anniversary. We did a lot of cool stuff. We went a lot of, we went a lot of places. We did. Which I think is part of the reason why we waited We spent a kids. lot of money. We did. But we, we chose to do that because we didn't have children and we weren't having children right. yet. We wanted to spend that time we with each other. went to Vegas. We did go to Vegas. I think that's important for us it was important for you and i to spend that time those couple years together because you're never going to do it again without like, kids if you like even you know our parents they're they're empty nesters now for the most part and they go on trips by themselves or with their friends but it's but there's still they people still have home. the kids to worry about yeah. but i mean we they had a trip planned and we were supposed to have a baby like they, that that yeah, weighs on so them they they might not have actually gone but they did they ended like the baby ended up coming before so they could go exactly but, but still like, that's something that weighed on them that they had to put together where they're not going to have a time where they're childless I mean the, again i think this plays into the current topic of especially people who are getting married later or who are getting married like our age now or slightly younger who are trying to decide if they actually want to have kids because there's such a stigma of if you get married you should have children whereas there are several couples who i mean if you're if you've got successful careers, if you have a successful business and you don't want to put some of that on hold, because having a child does put some of that on hold. As much as we'd like to say that having a kid, like you can just kind of seamlessly incorporate a child into your lifestyle. No, things change and your priorities change and just your emotions change. And there are some parents or some couples who get married and decide, you know, we don't want to have kids ever. Not just that we don't want to have kids right now, we don't want to have them at all. But there's such a stigma of, oh, you must hate children. No, people who don't want to have children don't usually hate children. <laughs> they just don't want to have children. And that's okay. That it has to be... I mean, it really, A, should not be a discussion at all because it's their choice. But B... Don't it, do it. It like, doesn't matter. Seriously, don't do it if you're not ready for it. And even if you're... I mean, you're never ready for it. But if you're... But you you're, have to like to make the conscious decision that you are willing to accept this because we have we have a newborn right now so this is like top of mind (laughs) work doesn't stop i'm shaking my head i wish you could see that you get most places give you like what six weeks 12 weeks maximum but usually unpaid right so like as a dad your your paternity leave yeah as a dad it just depends on the company and how like they view paternity leave you get six to twelve weeks let me tell you, the like he's three weeks old right now. Oh, Almost three weeks. He's three weeks old. That would be half of your paid paternity leave. And, and we're barely functioning as it is. I mean, I barely function as a human on a regular day. But like, he wants to eat every three hours. He yeah. wants to nurse every three hours. You're not getting a full night's sleep. You're not getting any rest. Like, this is a big thing and it's not the baby's fault you want like there's times where like you're angry and tired and you want to be angry at somebody but can't be angry at the baby because nah so usually you're annoyed with your partner right <laughs> Un, you know and it's not even rightfully so because none neither of you has actually done anything wrong or anger worthy you're just tired and you've had enough but to that point of if you don't want to have children, don't have children. It needs to be okay, and there needs to be some sort of destigmatization around the fact that if a couple gets married and does not want to procreate, that needs to be okay. Right. And, and if, a, tra- if a couple like a does lot. want to have kids, it should be okay for them to have them on their 
timeline. If somebody wants right. to get married and say they're getting married and they're 34 years old, couple's 34 years old, the older you get as a woman, the harder it is for you to A, have a child conceive and B, you have a higher risk of different things going on during your pregnancy depending on your age. So if a couple gets married at 34 and they're like, oh, I want to have kids yesterday, that should be fine. It's their choice. I think don't people- Don't ask people- Don't ask anybody. If they want to have kids. Like the worst thing to ask somebody when you at their wedding is do you think you guys are going to have kids like as a guy at the wedding i'm not thinking about anything other than like that reception and the honeymoon like i'm not thinking about partying yeah the other i'm looking forward to and while i'm at the reception i'm looking forward to the next beer and meeting (laughs) the next guest and then i'm looking forward to the honeymoon the other side of that is regardless of how long someone has been married asking them if they're going to have children or when they're going to have children is like stepping into a minefield because you don't know if they a have decided not to have kids b if they are having issues conceiving yeah I mean, that's the worst thing. Can you imagine having somebody who wants more than anything to have a child and has been trying and has been putting thousands of dollars into fertility treatments or whatever it is that they're doing? They're, they're going to see psychics. They're, they're praying. They're doing everything, literally everything they could possibly do, and they're not able to have a child yet. Somebody walks up to them and says, so when are you going to have kids? Like, can you imagine the soul-breaking feel? I can't. I can't imagine it. The soul-breaking feeling of having somebody ask you and you just wanted to shout at them. I'm trying. If if then that person were to look at the questioner like having, and say, if you only knew, then they become the bad guy because they made somebody else feel bad. When in reality, it should not ever be a question on your lips. Right. Like and stay don't out, get, stay out their business. Don't don't get us wrong. I think we were both guilty of this, especially me. I've asked the question before How on the other side, you? asking the question. It wasn't until. Like we had those two miscarriages. Mm -hmm. It is a silent struggle most of the time because as bad as maternity and paternity leave is, there is like zero leave for having a miscarriage unless you have to have like a... A, a DNC emergency or hysterectomy yeah. or something. A DNC is not a hysterectomy. Okay, but. I don't know much about <laughs> You have that, to have so. a procedure to take care of it. I mean, but there's no, maybe a bereavement policy, but usually most people don't share that and they just kind of deal with it silently. Right. It's sad, it's hard, it sucks. And this podcast just took a very sad Dark turn. turn. Yeah. But that's part of, like, with kids, without kids. So just being on the outside of someone else's bubble, it's not your business to ask if they're yeah. going to have kids or if they're not going to have kids. And the people who are deciding if they do or do not want to have children, it's your decision, it's your choice. And it, nobody else needs to have a an, an say in it. Because in the end, hopefully, they aren't the ones raising your kids. You're raising your children. Right. And and, need to, or and not, you or raising gonna... your dogs or your cats or your four-legged creatures, whatever it is. And if you are going to have kids, don't tell anybody you're pregnant until you're, like, ready. <laughs> we were ready to tell people that very we excited. first pregnancy. And it was around Christmas time. Yeah. That's why we told yeah. when we did. I'm pretty sure people asked. I'm pretty sure both families asked, like, if we were going to try again before we were ready to. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, it's kind of a valid question because we tried once. And they so. were our family, so. They but it was still, like, us. it was still hard because she was still hurt. Heck, I think I was hurt until <clears throat> I was, like, well into the pregnancy with our first son. Yeah. Before kids, that's stuff that you don't ever think about because it's not on your radar. And then after kids, it's all you think about. And you can't imagine that someone would ever not think about that. So it's definitely two sides of a coin that no one really wants to flip. <laughs> then after kids, you took a couple trips by yourself. 
before we had kids, yeah. I did some things by myself yes. over like a weekend mm-hmm. before kids. And it was As never... healthy. It, it, yes, it's healthy. And it was never a big deal because we had Monday through Friday with each other and our jobs got done early enough. So we had plenty of time during the week to hang out. After kids, I have major guilt doing something for myself without involving the kids. I didn't even go pick up dinner without the children tonight because I for, I felt bad because, leaving you with like, all three. <laughs> and that was down the street 10 minutes. I mean, this, this time when I went to the race with my dad was different because our newborn was two weeks old. But last year wasn't as big of a deal for me to go. And I still had like major guilt because well, last year I was working the rotating weekends. So I wasn't home every weekend. Still had major guilt because like you go to work Monday through Friday and then I'm leaving for the weekend and I won't get to spend the time with the kids and they don't understand. And it's hard for you because they're all up in your business. <laughs> they live when, in my business. When is daddy coming home? They came from my business. They live in my business. That's right. pretty much how it is with toddlers. And the thing with the parent that doesn't stay home, like if one of you is lucky enough to stay home. Which we do have that situation. Which we do here. Because I do work from home. But the parent that doesn't stay home ends up, becomes the favorite in certain ways because they don't see you right they don't see you all the time so like it's a big deal when daddy's not home and when daddy comes home they're very excited which is really cool to see from my point of view because i'm default parent well and they rely on you more right that's i mean that's what default parent is but because like if something goes wrong they immediately come to me right whereas if which kind of sucks because I try and I'm trying and I want to help. If you're nursing right now and they're automatically going to you, I'm sitting across the, the, the living room on the couch and I'm like, come over here, I'll fix it. Or even walking towards them, I'm trying to help them. They're just, no, mommy, mommy, mommy's clearly busy right now. <laughs> I mean, even when my sister's boyfriend was in town and we went shooting that one day, it was only for half the day. Right. And I still felt kind of guilty. And that's hard. I think you have to give. I think you have to cut yourself some slack because that self care portion of parenting is something that's very neglected, especially from a mother from a, a primary caregiver standpoint. I say a mother because I am the mother and I am the one who is the primary caregiver. But the person who is the primary caregiver, I do believe, needs to make sure they focus on their self care and doing things for themselves even more heavily because they're they're literally not doing it. Well, and in an important part, uh, when I went shooting, our son, our oldest, was not too happy that he didn't get to go and that I was gone. This is important for the health of your marriage, I think. You could have easily have added to my guilt, but you didn't. And you could have easily like made it out made me out to be the bad guy. I think your response was Daddy works hard. He deserves to have fun. Oh, and yeah. he'll be back after your nap. Exactly. It's important for the other partner to realize, yes, you need some time to yourself. It doesn't mean you don't love us and you don't right. want to be here. It's just... Sometimes you need a few minutes. There's 52 weeks in a year, weekends in a year. Every once in a while, you just need one day out of the weekend to yourself. Right, and that's hard to do with kids. What do I, I go to the race and I went shooting. I do two things a year away from you guys right. on the weekend, basically. Which take you farther away, yeah. I mean, you still do other things that, you know, right. are good for like, your self-care, but going places. I'm still yes. here. This is year is the first year that I've actually traveled with having right. children because of because the position of that I have. Yeah, because of work. But it just so happened that this year I had an opportunity to go a different, couple different places. Well, you guys used to go on that shopping trip. Yeah, but I took a kid with me. But you, well, only because, <laughs> I was nursing only because you were nursing. with the other. Right. But that was good for you because he was able, and that's the other side of that is, that when I was gone, being primary caregiver, I was gone and he had to rely on you right. while I was away. 
that was really great for your relationship as a father and a son because he could realize that oh daddy is very capable of doing things because it's one thing for me to say it but it's another thing for him to have to rely on it and i think having this new baby has definitely taught both children that same fact again it's reiterated for the oldest one and it has taught our daughter the other portion of that because there are things that i couldn't do i mean i had just had a baby and we were home two days later there are certain, like I couldn't be picking right. them up. I couldn't be doing certain things and activities. I couldn't go outside. It was too hot. There are so many different things that when you have a baby, you cannot do for the other children. That second, that other parent becomes primary caregiver for certain things, which teaches those older kids they can rely on the other parent. Yeah. Very important because they're not like, going to know that. It actually worked out, especially when um, you had the massage therapist yeah. come here that was cool p.s if you haven't used and again not sponsored zeal if you're listening i used the zeal app on my phone and was able to schedule a same day massage on a sunday where somebody came to my house and gave me a deep tissue massage a week after i had a baby i will be definitely using that service again but if you haven't checked that out definitely do that zeal z-e-e-l app ios and android i digress <laughs> yeah we were able to have you upstairs the three of us the other three of us no four, four. of us there are four, four of you now. <laughs> there was wow, a baby that's weird unless you were not counting yourself we'll go with that you were selfless and not counting yourself sure thanks <laughs> god i tried bailing I- me out again <laughs> the uh four of us it's, i got a big bucket in the uh we were in the basement and you know i mean there's basement toys which are always great for the the other two kids that can actually play with toys you know they were able to just hang out and they didn't go running upstairs to find mommy which is an incredible feat for the two-year-old because she like she loves her mommy won't let you go to the bathroom by yourself no that's kind of annoying she's getting better she's been better since we had the baby yeah i i am able to sneak away without her asking me where i'm going though if when i do come out she does say did you go to the bathroom like, no i was in here like knitting <laughs> i mean you i don't could knit be. so <laughs> Pretty much the bathroom is the only alone time you get if you lock the door. If if you lock the door and if your other partner is home, because otherwise you're like in and out 30 seconds with hand washing. <laughs> I mean, I will say before babies, you had privacy. Oh my gosh, so much <laughs> After privacy. babies, you have zero privacy. And zero space. Like the other day, I came home and took a shower and in the middle of my shower, my daughter ends up in the middle of the bathroom. Dad, you taking a shower? She's like t- telling you about her day. <laughs> yeah. She, well, first off, she's asking me if I'm taking a shower. Nope. You wait. shower? You shower? Yeah. Bacon yeah, birthday definitely. kick I'm like, where the hell did you come from? And then I hear you coming up the stairs trying to find her because she snuck off. I knew exactly. As soon as, as soon as I heard her little footsteps going up the stairs, I was like, she's going to bother him. And I have to make a confession. I didn't go up right away because I had the other two down here. And I was like, she's safe. She's fine. I can hear them talking. And then I felt guilty. I knew because you weren't going to come. I did because I felt guilty. I was like, no, you should have a show where he doesn't need to be bothered by her talking. All the radical, no, all the goody two-shoe parents like, I can't believe you're showering in front of your daughter right now. It's like she walked have, into the bathroom. Have a kid. the The only thing I could have done was lock the door, which probably wouldn't have been a good idea, anyways. Because if one, of, and that's the other thing, like if one of the kids had an issue, and you're in the middle of your shower, you have to have the door unlocked so mommy can send the one that's not having an issue up to say there's a problem. Get downstairs as that's fast really as possible. Point. That's a really smart point. If you have the door locked, they and when you're in the shower, you can't hear much. No. So, like, if you have the door locked, the other kid can't get in there. We have experience with kids having a problem when our daughter had um, the thing when she was a newborn. Yeah. She stopped breathing when she was a newborn. She's fine, clearly. 
but that that is something that you never know we made a couple of other changes as soon as we had our son in our lifestyle, apart from just having a baby, we made a decision that if we were going to be going somewhere, say we were going to a party or going to hang out with friends, only one of us would drink so that the other one would have a clear mind to make decisions and to drive. As far yeah, as I think like, every once in a while we'll both have, we'll both start drinking because we know we'll be there for a long time. Right. We'll but have even, like, but whoever is in, whoever is the responsible party at right, that point will have like one. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe one, that. one or two and then you're done. Yeah, but it's it's. I think that's also a good. Point. But that's kind of like important. To, that goes back to like you can't be selfish. Like there's very little you can be selfish about when you after you've had kids because you never know when an issue is going to come up. Exactly. And you so need somebody to, has to be of sound mind. You need mind. to be able to drive. Yeah. Or Even, make a decision. Yeah, you just have to be of sound mind to be able to. And it's not like the other one's going nuts while the other one is not drinking. Like there's very little drinking going on these days. Are you kidding? We have so we used to be part of a wine club. Well, we, we just joined a wine. new one. We have wine left over from our wedding. We have wa- bottles That's of wine with our faces seven-year-old on. wedding. Our wedding wine. I guess it was probably six because I think we got those close to our first anniversary. We got that case of wine with our faces on it. You know how hard it is to get rid of wine with your face on it. You can't give that to somebody for a Christmas gift. No, like, but anybody will take it. <laughs> nobody cares about the bottle after they've drank it. No, but if you're going somewhere, nobody wants a bottle of wine with our faces on it from our wedding. Except you and me. I mean, this is a really cute picture. I like it. But but I mean, I'm, we have a picture of that without a bottle, without it on a bottle of wine. Yeah, but what's more fun, a canvas with our faces or a bottle of wine with our faces? I'm going bottle of wine, 100%. True. But I mean, we're in a, <laughs> we're in a wine club right now. I think we're just collecting wine. <laughs> no, we <laughs> haven't even gone to pick it up, which we need to do like next week. Yeah, it's just like But see, everything... life changes before and after you have kids. Before we had kids, we've never had excess bottles of wine hanging around. Now we can give away as gifts to everybody that we know because we don't have time to drink it. Oh, you start drinking right. coffee if you weren't a coffee drinker. Oh, yeah. You start yeah. drinking coffee. You didn't drink coffee until you were like 31. 32? 32. Mm, yeah. 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 That is insane to me because I started no, drinking. No, 33. <gasps> this is my first year drinking oh, coffee. Oh, right. 33. I started drinking coffee in college because I taught children. See, it's the kids. The kids are the catalyst for coffee. That's a it's lot of gotta be, sounds. It's got to be because I hated coffee. You did. I liked. I always liked the smell of coffee. And now we have like nine but, coffee makers and none of them are Keurigs because you don't like Keurigs. No, I don't. I like the ease of curing, but I have to say, like an actual brewed like pot of coffee. I mean, so I'll drink Keurig coffee. Here's the thing with the Keurig: if you drink black coffee, you care more about like the coffee. If you drink uh, caramel colored coffee, like I do, if, if you put like something in it to sweeten it or whatever, like a Keurig is fine. Go yeah, for it. Yeah, because it doesn't really matter. Because you're, you're tasting more of the the cream or whatever. So I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you. But yes, you are correct. You do. If you are a caffeine person, coffee goes well with child. I mean, I, I'm not, You're not pounding com- down a couple completely co- a couple against the cure egg. But if we can do it without, yeah, I and did it's have cheaper. to. I did have to stop drinking coffee when I was pregnant with our third. I couldn't handle the taste. I couldn't. I mean, even cold yeah, coffee, which is the first it. time it's ever happened. The other two I did fine, but now that he's here, back on the coffee train. Woo-woo. Yeah, you're much more pleasant. Hey, <laughs> I'm also not pregnant anymore, so that could be part that of it. Be it part could of be it. twofold right there. But, but I do like, have to you say, are, you are very um, hormonal. Not to your, not like that. That's a problem. You, you need to like step off, my friend. But I mean, it's just a natural. <laughs> no, thing you're right. Pregnant. Part of part of the post-pregnancy thing, and that also goes with before and after kids is dealing with the 
the aftermath of actually having children and having what somebody who's understanding. What were you crying about the other day? <laughs> who knows? It was something like very minuscule. Yeah, I cried at Tinkerbell. A Tinkerbell. That was it. Day. It was a Tinkerbell movie, I think. Tinkerbell and the Never Beast. You stop it because that no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not trying to make fun of you. It's just okay. Well, that one I started crying at during pregnancy. Yeah, that's what the kids will even say. We can't watch that Tinkerbell. It makes mommy sad. <laughs> <laughs> so they can they can watch any other one, but um, but that one. But you didn't cry when you went to preschool today. I did not because he was so excited. Yeah. He was so excited. And I think part of it was the fact that I had all three kids and couldn't find a parking... Like, it was a an amalgamation of different things that were happening. I couldn't find a parking spot. I had all three kids. Our daughter was trying to stay, and she wasn't in preschool, and our son... Which is a 180 from where she was, like, a month and a half yeah. ago. Yeah. But our son just quite literally walked into the classroom and walked right and put his lunchbox away and walked over to the toys. Didn't even say goodbye. Well, that's because he was pissed at me for not letting him play with the toys. <laughs> he had seen him before. Yeah, he no, he him. walked right over, started playing with the fire truck, and I was like, hey, bye. And he was like, oh, bye. And like came over and gave me a hug. I was like, would you like to give mommy a kiss goodbye? And he was like, I mean, I guess. He gave his sister a hug and like waved at his brother and off he went. Picked him up and he was fine, but there were zero tears. I think I'm just going to save all my tears for when he goes to kindergarten and has to get on that bus. Because you should probably take off that day because I'm going to be a giant mess. Yeah, I mean, I think I want to take off that day anyway. Oh, yeah? Well, we've got a year. You have time. Yeah, but I mean. Hey, if this goes well, maybe you'll be podcasting instead. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Or maybe. um... But look at how our priorities have changed. We are not planning a vacation. We are planning when you will take off to help with our child going to kindergarten. Yeah. Which which coincidentally is around a vacation. <laughs> but not really. I mean, it's Thanksgiving. We've chosen to do Thanksgiving away. Oh, I was like, what year. are you talking but about? You know, like, there's no kindergarten Thanksgiving. No. I was confused. Sorry. But, but yeah, Common I mean, occurrence around here. That's the big change. You don't take time off for yourself. No. You take time off for the family. Yeah. Which... We are lucky because I work from home, so you don't have to take off unless I'm going somewhere. But that's because we had kids. Yeah, that is because we had kids. I would not have stayed home if we had not had kids. I mean, it would be cool. But I wouldn't have started a business if we didn't have our own kids. I would not have quit teaching if we Maybe kids. starting a business is not the best idea to do while you have two kids. When your daughter is six weeks old? Yeah. I mean, what is with me? Well. That's something that's Well, you said issue. it best. You're not normal. Uh, no, I am. I cannot claim normality. I did. I started... My business when our daughter was six years. Six years. This God, portion of the podcast weeks. is brought to you by mockupmedia.com. <laughs> if I you s- need social media help, check her out. Thank you, dear. Your voiceover skills are on point. I mean, we have the resource. We might as well sponsor our own podcast. <laughs> we, we probably should. I started that business when our daughter was six weeks old. And then because I have my own business, after we had our son, I had to come back to work on Monday. For context, anyway. our son was born on Friday night. We yeah. got out of the hospital Sunday morning. Yes, yes. So Monday, so Monday was, was, back was like back to work. But I work from home. Right. My children are here. She's not like pounding in the hours. No. She's like. I always give 100%. Right. She, you can't give more than 100%. Parenting is 100%, 100%. You can't do 50-50. Which is marriage. It, yes, I know that, but I think a couple, a couple people, some people think that whoever default parent is is going to give seventy percent, where the other one always has, only has to give thirty. No, if you're in this for the long haul, you're giving a hundred percent, and I'm giving a hundred percent. Your hundred percent might look different. Your hundred percent might be partially as a breadwinner at work. 
your 100% might be in doing different activities around the house that help to run the household, but it's always 100%, 100%. And when someone starts feeling that it's, the balance is off, that's when you have issues. P.S. I'm going to need you to do some more laundry. (laughs) (laughs) I think our issue isn't doing the laundry, it's folding the laundry. Our issue is folding the dang laundry. Is anybody else as adverse to folding laundry as I am? I despise doing dishes. I would rather do a million dishes than fold the laundry. I will wash it. I will change it. I mean, true fact, I used to, like, there was a place at Auburn that would do laundry for you by the pound. No. In, like, the last two years of school, I would just wear all my clothes and go for, like, a month. No. And then take everything that I owned. No. And pay them by the pound no, to do it. And it that came, makes so much it sense It came back now. folded on hangers. It was great. I hate, hate folding laundry. It's hate doing laundry. And it does. The thing is, like, the 35 seconds that laundry is actually done, I feel so accomplished when it's, like, clean and it's folded and it's put in the kids' rooms. I'm like, ah, oh, yes, great. And then I decide that we should probably be a family of nudists because I'm done doing laundry. And that never works out because everybody's always too cold and it's never something that I'm actually going to do because I like my clothing. Ugh. Clean clothes are not the problem. We have plenty of clean clothes. It's just folding them. I mean, I'm sure there's... Somebody that has a business doing laundry. Oh, I'm positive, but I'm not going to pay for it because I literally have two hands at work. I'm just otherwise focused and I'd rather not do it. I would I would rather kick a coffee table with my pinky toe every day than have to fold the laundry. We just chatted and we welcome you and thank you for being part of this with us. And hope that you stick around because we have plenty of things to chat about, clearly. And they're going to be a little tangential and it's just going to be... I don't even know if tangential is a word. Either I made it up and it sounds cool or it is really a word. Anyway, we appreciate that you've been on this two-episode journey with us thus far. We invite you to continue to be part of this by subscribing. And... I got a bone to pick with you. Right now? During the outro of this podcast? Yeah, actually, because you're going to have us plug our own social medias. Which that probably makes me sound like a noob. It does, social medias. You're going to have us plug our own thing. And the social media manager that you are hasn't created an account for this thing yet. No, because my blog one is under me. Fine. That's why. There's a reason for my madness. And because I know you don't check yours anyway, so I'm not going to give you a new one to look at. So use your own. You would manage it. I know, but I'm already managing the one I have. So on that note... Following us on our, as Phil says, social medias. He also goes to the Target and the Costco. But my Instagram and Twitter are at Meg O'Kearns, M-E-G-O-K-E-R-N-S. That is the same one that I use to post my blogs on and the things of our children and everything else that I'm doing. I'm on there every day because it is what I do. All day. Not all day. But I am on there responding doing liking all the sorts of things phil's instagram and twitter is at medit american see if this man can spell it tonight at m-e-d-i-t-e-r-r american jeez m-e-r-i-c-a-n i'm gonna do that every time because it bothers you now this is also marriage Finding ways to bother bothering each other. each other in harmless ways that don't piss each other off too much. Forever. We Till will death see. do you part. <laughs> this has been Life, Marriage, and a Baby Carriage. We will see you next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.